0: Hello again, everybody, and Merry Christmas to everybody out there. It's another episode of the Earl Time Podcast. Of course, I'm Earl Austin Jr., and of course, we'll be talking basketball, high school basketball around the state of Missouri, as we always do. This is episode number seven, and uh, as I said, hope everybody is enjoying their holiday season. We'll have a Merry Christmas and be very safe out there. And of course, when, when it's the Christmas season, we get a chance to talk about one of my favorite times of the year. It's high school basketball holiday tournaments season. There's nothing like it. And I get an opportunity to, uh, God willing, to travel across the state to see a lot of the fine talent being played in the state of Missouri. I'm looking forward to that as well. And uh, later on in the show, I will give you my uh, Earl Time podcast tour dates for Holiday tournament basketball. Should be a busy week, but a lot of fun as well. Of course, before we start, as I always do, I'd like to thank my very talented young nephew, Richard Austin Jr., who is the producer of this show. Makes everything go smoothly, makes everything sound nice as well. And uh, if you had a chance to see me on television last week, I was on uh, KTVI Fox 2 under Sports Final last Sunday. And uh, thank you for having me on the show. And I had a chance to, you saw me wearing that Earl Time podcast t-shirt and of course that design logo was designed by none other than my nephew richard not only is he a, a youtuber with a good channel with thousands and thousands of followers but he's also a very talented artist as well and he's the one that designed that logo so just a very talented young man so let's talk about uh tournament action before we of course this is our tournament preview uh, for the uh, 23-24 season Christmas tournaments but uh, before we talk about preview some of the big tournaments going around the state we already had a few Christmas tournaments that got started a little early most of them happening in the southeast part of the state and I uh, had a chance to watch those online as well. Uh, first of all, look at the boys. It was the Clarkton Tournament at Clarkton High School, the reindeer. As I said in the previous I always love watching that tournament because of the big reindeer head and the giant antlers that you see on the basketball court, the logo. It looks pretty cool on TV. I can only imagine what it looks like in person, but uh, it was a fun tournament, and uh, shout out to the guys once again at A Corp Media, A Corp Sports for, put, uh, for the broadcast. Enjoyed it very much, and It was the Risco Tigers, a class 1A school, which emerged from a talented field to win the championship of that tournament. And uh, they did it in fine style, very dramatic style in the semifinals. Risco, I believe they were the three seed in this tournament. They knocked off number one seed, Malden, in the semifinal game in a tremendous overtime game. That was a back and forth, excellent game. Uh, They trailed most of the game, I should say, close, but they overtook them at the end and defeated number one, Malden. So if that wasn't enough, Risco defeated number two seeded Portageville in the championship game by one point in another exciting game, which went right down to the last possession of the game. Fantastic finish. And uh, congratulations to the Risco Tigers. And it kind of was a statement championship too as well because it showed that they're going to be one of the top class one schools to look at in the state uh, as we come a couple of months from now in the tournament time uh, class one beating a couple of class three teams very uh, big feather in their cap uh, and a lot of excitement there and they had a young man they've talked about before Sammy Smith who was probably MVP of the tournament he was all tournament he had 28 points in the semifinal game against Malden and had 18 points and 10 rebounds in the championship game, just a versatile 6'3 forward who owns the mid-range game. He gets in that paint lane area. He's going to rise up and he's going to score most of the time. Young man that really stepped up this game I was really impressed with was a young man named Eli Rogers. He was just a sophomore, but this young man, as the game got tight, it was the fourth quarter, he wanted all the smoke. He was really feeling it. He was knocking down shots, getting to the basket, and he hit the three-point shot that put them in the lead by one point with about a minute or so Left to play, and he just really, really rose to the occasion and just felt it and was and was going. And I, I was very impressed with a young player. It's a young team, and he's one of the young standouts on this team. Portersville has a young man named Jamarian Smith who kind of kind of carried them. He had like twenty points in that championship game. But in the fourth quarter, it was him and Leilai Rogers going back and forth trading baskets uh, during that fourth quarter of that championship game. And uh, Smith uh, was also an excellent football player on a Portersville team that had a great season as well on the gridiron. 5'10 guard doing it on the basketball court as well. Uh, Malden finished in third place. They came back and defeated East Carter. Malden's got a very talented team. Always a threat, especially down the road. Uh, They got a good backcourt combination. Quamarius Farmer is a four-year starter. Excellent perimeter shooter. He's known for his three-point shooting. On this game, he was scoring, taking it to the basket, getting offensive rebounds. And his backcourt partner was a young man named Peyton Woodard, five uh, ten senior, very mature young man, uh, left-handed, got the nice pull-up jump shot. Can also step up, walk into a three-point shot, dribbling up the court. They do a nice job together as well. And up front, they unleashed a young man named T.J. Smith, who's got a who's about six three, but he's about two eighty. He's a big young man Uh, looks like an offensive lineman but he's got a beautiful touch around that basket has good footwork and good moves around that basket and was very impressive throughout the tournament and as a matter of fact in the third place game they played East Carter and East Carter's got a young big in themselves named Will Boggus, who's about 6'5 and he's about 270 got that offensive lineman look and he had a hell of a game too as well he had 11 points but he had 17 rebounds he was controlling the glass really good at positioning himself, and him and Big TJ were really battling in the post area, and Will's just a south. They're both just sophomores, so, and I look, like I I always say, I like the biggins, and these are two big, beefy kids who were really doing a nice job in the low post, and the congratulations once again to the Risco Tigers as well, and all the guys that made the all-tournament team at Clarkton. Another tournament that they held early, not in southeast, but a little further west, was the Butler Tournament and uh, a team that's really emerged as one of the top teams in the state in Class 3 is Kip Legacy out of Kansas City, and they won this tournament. They defeated uh, St. Michael's in the championship game and they defeated Adrian pretty handily in the semifinals game. This is a team that's, I think their program is only two or three years old, I believe, and uh, they're really making waves. They're in the top ten in the state in Class 3. No seniors on the team, but it's a team that's got good depth, but they got a lot of speed, a lot of of quickness, and they're trying to turn you over and speed you up with their full-court pressure and really just wears on you as the game goes along. And they've had some impressive wins. They've already beat Bishop Miege out of uh, Kansas. Always a good program as well. I think they've, they're like 11-1, 10-0, and something like that. They've had a tremendous run so far. they got some good guards as well. Vincent Moss is a left-handed young man who can really shoot the ball from downtown. King Smith, Kenneth Smith, is a quick point guard. He's also a junior. He's had a couple of big scoring nights already this season. And up front, they have a young man named Josiah Grigsby. He's a 6'5 junior. Really rebounds the ball well. He's averaging close to a double double. And they got a young man I think who's going to be heard from in the future uh, named LJ Torrance. He's a 6'6 a freshman forward. He's long, athletic and uh, he could drive that basketball pretty well. When Josiah Grigsby got in a little foul trouble in the game against uh, Adrian, uh, LJ came in and did a pretty nice job inside, and I think he's going to be somebody to watch for the future with that size and length that he has. So Kip Legacy, a team that's really uh, doing a nice job making a statement early on in what they could possibly do in Class 3. A couple of individual players who really deserve mention, who stood out in this Butler tournament for the whole school, Butler is a young man named Carter Trambore. He's a six-one senior, and he's one of the better, most effective offensive players. He's been like this around the state. He's averaging a about about 30 points a game. I watched him during the summer playing for dry five and he could score at all three levels. He could pull up from 20, 25 feet from the volleyball line, get to the basket. Just a very creative uh, scoring threat and is just doing a nice job. And Adrian also has a young man named Colin Kramer. He's a 6'4 senior. He's averaging about 25 a game, but he's a long, athletic young man. If he's not knocking down threes or getting to the basket, he can drive and dunk on people in transition or dunk on you in the half court. Uh, Just He's grown so much in his career and uh, just a very, uh, very good player as well. So I also look at the Butler tournament as well, and a couple of big girls tournaments have gone on as well. Well, in the Christmas holiday season, the first one I got a chance to watch a little bit of watch a lot of the first state community bank uh, classic that was held in Cape Girardeau. The first couple of rounds were held at Saxony Lutheran, and then uh, they moved to Southeast Missouri State uh, College, Southeast Missouri State University uh, for their arena for the championship and the semifinals and championship. And it was Delta High School winning the championship over uh, Saxony Lutheran by five, by eight points. It was an excellent game. Delta's a team that's one of the best in class 1A uh, in the in the state. They're a Final Four threat every year with Coach Hebe. And uh, they're a team that wants to run and press and really Get to score up. They've scored over 100 points at least four or five times this season. And uh, they get up and down the court. And they got a lot of good guards. And uh, it's a good team. And what was impressive about this win is that uh, Saxony did a good job slowing the game down, made it more of a grinded out game. So there was less possessions, but Delta was able to come through at key times, turn them over, and uh, get a win. They got great guard play. Uh, as I said, they got three of them. Addison Nichols is a senior. She had a big game in the championship. Game She can really shoot the ball, and this, she's joined by Jade Berry, who's just a junior as well. They do a next job, and Presley Holwig, who's a senior and a four-year varsity uh, starter, and uh, they all can handle the ball. They can shoot, and they're really uh of, uh, tenacious ball hawks in that full court pressure defense as well and on, on, in any night any of them could be the leading scorer and this night I believe it was Nichols who had 24 points as well and they can all shoot the three point shot and they got good balance inside they got a young lady named Maya Gillespie who's about 5'9", 5'10", who's got a nice game inside and she really has that little baseline jumper on point the guards penetrate and she'll step out hit that 15 footer on the baseline uh, like clockwork and she can also score inside as well. I was impressed with Saxony Lutheran as well. They was a good showing getting to the championship game. They're led by a young lady named Evie Caruso. Inside, she's about 6'1", 6'2", and uh, can score, rebound. And she did a nice job blocking shots as well, kind of closing down the middle. And another senior named Rebecca Johnson, a very nice guard who shoots the basketball and can handle it as well. Jackson finished in third place. They had a young lady named Holland Williams who had a big tournament. she averaged over I know in the two games I watched, he was very impressive. Shooting the ball, handling it, and getting to the basket off the drive as well. And uh, they defeated a good Perryville-St. Vincent team. Uh, they had a young lady named Riley Robinson who could really shoot the three-point shot. A couple of other players uh, that made all tournament that I found very impressive. Amani Summers out of Cape Girardeau Central, a transfer from New Madrid in that conference. Uh, one of the best athletes I saw in that tournament, about 5'8", five, 5'9", five, gets it and goes, full court. Coast to coast Stop and pop The jumper And can also Rebound offensively Jada Grigsby Out of Kelly A 5'9 forward Who can score In that post Strong physical player But can also pass it And hit the 15 foot Jump shot And a young lady Out of Oak Ridge Named Reagan Howe Who's about Six feet tall uh, Junior She's already scored A thousand points In her career She gets to her left hand She's going to be Tough to stop Because she can drive it And she scores On the post And passes the ball well Some very important Young ladies in the SEMO area, which takes me to the other tournament that's being held also at Twin Rivers, the Lady Royals Christmas Classic. And it's four good teams. I got a chance to watch a great game. I watched in the semifinals between East Carter against Kennett. And uh, East Carter won that game. It was a very good game. And they led by a young lady named Dylan Price, a transfer from Ellington. Had 21 in that game. Not only can she score, she can pass the ball, set up teammates, and uh, just a good all-around guard. And on the other side, Kenneth, I had a chance, my first chance to look at this great freshman named uh, Elise Edwards. She had 33 points. And uh, this young lady, she's only about 5'2", five, 5'3", five, but she plays the game Hard speed. I mean, she goes from start to finish. She gets the ball and she's getting in the lane no matter what. People are backing off of her. It doesn't matter. She's getting in the lane all the time. She's got a nice touch. She scored 33 points and she's averaging close to 30 on the on the season and she's got a bright future as well. Looking forward to watching her continue to uh, flourish. Uh, Donovan and Neelyville were also a couple of teams in this tournament as well. Donovan defeated Neelyville in the semifinals. They have a very good Post player, a senior named Kenzie Reedus, a 6 1 forward who's been a stalwart for her for the last three years. And of course, I talked about their freshman standout, Carson Haygood, a 5 10 guard who can really shoot the ball, has a good feel for the game. And Neelyville has a very nice team as well, a 6 1 sophomore named Parker Ernst, who was an all stater as a freshman after leading them to a district championship as well. So that's a look at some of the tournaments as well that have already happened around the state. There's some great events also going on that have started in mid-December and go all the way into uh, close to the New Year's. Of course, you got the 12 Courts of Christmas, some great games going on in the at the Hyvie Arena in Kansas City, uh, just teams not only from Missouri, but Iowa, Kansas, Nebraska. And it's just a Constant event, maybe a couple hundred teams there over the course of a couple of weeks. And then Trenton, Missouri, in the northwest part of the state, north-central Missouri, uh, hosts a big tournament, or I should say a big event there as well. A lot of really good teams that are taking part in that. Started around the 18th, and it goes on until the new year as well. I should say New Year's, uh, about the 30th New Year's Eve as well. So that's a look at what's been happening around the state as far as what's gone on. But when we return, we're going to talk a little bit about upcoming Christmas tournament basketball after this word from Prep oops. Basketball season is here, and if you want the best statewide coverage, check out our websites Prep Hoops Missouri and Prep Girls Hoops Missouri. Whether it's in the big cities or small towns, or Class 1 all the way up to Class 6, our Prep Hoops websites will cover the action on a year-round basis with evaluations and player rankings. And make sure to take advantage of our special deal where you can get 30% off your first subscription. Just enter EarlTime30 in the coupon code and get your discount and follow the great players of the Show Me State. If a kid's got game, Prep Hoops and Prep Girls Hoops Missouri. as your name, get your subscription today. Well, sterile time podcast, it's our holiday tournament preview edition. Earl Austin Jr. here, and of course, uh, looking forward to getting out and seeing some of these great basketball teams on the holiday tournament. And we're going to be out, trying to be out all around the state, but we're going to start with the boys' action uh, this week, or I should say, yeah, this upcoming week. And we're going to start with the Don Maurer Invitational, which takes place at MICDS. It got started yesterday with first-round action, but it'll pick up once again on the 26th and move until the 29th, uh, Thursday. It's going to be at a 7.30 p.m. championship, the 29th. I believe that's – yeah, it's a Friday, I believe. And uh, let me give you the top seeds in that tournament. It will be Ledoux, uh, Francis Howell. Edwardsville, number four, MICDS, the host team. Whitfield, number five. And Parkway Central will be the number six seed. And uh, the dude's having a very good season. They've already had a win over MICDS at the buzzer. They defeated a good University City team last week. So uh, they've well deserved St. Charles is the seventh seed. They got a pretty good team as well. That shows how kind of deep the tournament And with each tournament, I'm going to pick out like a one intriguing first round game in these tournaments. So this one will be, I'd say, Parkway Central, the sixth seed against Miller Career Academy. I'm of the public high league, the 11th seed, Parkway Central, has one of the top players in the area: Oliver Kocel, a six-foot-six junior forward, excellent player in the Miller Career Academy, also a very solid team as well. So that's a pretty good uh, opening round matchup as well. So that's a Don Maurer Invitational taking place at MICDS, the 23rd through the 29th, the 29th, 7.30 p.m. is your tournament champion And also what they also do, they do a great job. Uh, in between their boys and girls team for for many years, I guess I think they'll still do it again. The Special Olympics has a very special basketball game in between the semifinals. They bring out all the semi all the teams in the final four on the boys and girls side, and they sit around the court. And the Special Olympians come on, and they put on a tremendous. Tremendous show! The kids get into it, the crowd gets into it, and the players really uh, uh, bring 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 talent. And it's a lot of fun. It's a tremendous event. That uh, if you get a chance to get to the tournament one day, go to that semifinal night on the 28th. It it truly is a tremendous special event to watch these uh, special Olympic athletes, Olympians, uh, do their thing on the basketball court. And they really they really play a great game. It's it's a lot of fun to watch as well. We're gonna go to Springfield now area. And we're going to talk about the the Blue and Gold Tournament. Of course, it's a big 32 teams split in two divisions. It's the Blue Division and the Gold Division. And, of course, the Blue Division, the top seed would be the Nixa Eagles. They're defending champions. They're followed by Republic. And it's Hartville, Logan Rogersville, Fairgrove, and Willard. Knicks are having a pretty solid year despite losing a great player in Kale Combs. They've got another good team as well, led by Garrett Hines and Josh Peters, a couple of seniors, and they've unveiled a nice freshman in Adam McKnight doing an excellent job. Brindley Haywood leads Republic, and their Hartville, once again, is right there at Class 2, a Final Four participant. Would have made the finals last year had it not been for an Alhante Askew three-pointer at the buzzer by Republic, which ended up winning overtime and got to that championship around Rogersville and Fair Grove a team to watch in class three as well. Which brings me to my intriguing first round matchups. Of course I'm looking at Fair Grove in a five seed taking on Aurora. Aurora is a team which I was impressed. They got an impressive young guard named Canon Thornhill. I believe he's the son of the coach. And I watched him at uh, one of our Prep Hoops freshman showcases or showcase events this uh, during the fall. And he's a young man with a lot of savvy and talent, a six one six two point guard. And fair Fairgrove's a team that has a lot of high hopes in Class 3. Uh, they got Big 6-7, uh, Center Barnett in the middle. Uh, just a good team. And uh, they won 20 games last year, a well-balanced uh, offense this year. So that's one team. And also Mountain Grove in Lebanon. And always that 8-9 matchup, you think, are teams that are somewhat similar and somewhat even. So that's a look at the Blue Division. Now we're going to go to the Gold Division here in uh, the Blue and the Gold Tournament. And these tournaments, of course, are held at the Great Southern Arena at Missouri State University on the, yeah, on the campus of Missouri State University. And the number one seed is a very talented uh, Springfield Central team. Two is Ozark. The third seed is Glendale. Uh, four is Sparta five is Greenwood and six is Stratford. That's some star power individually amongst these teams. We talked about Central. They got a tremendous amount of talent. Of course, Tyreek Brooks, the Waynesville transfer, is six 6'4", explosive guard. You got Keon Epps, one of the top junior point guards in the state. Fantastic. They're all around. Devin Sanford can shoot, so they just got tremendous talent all up and down the lineup. Ozark, a team that I talked about when they were in the Republic tournament, they got a young man named Hudson Roberts, a six. Four junior guard who can play, in Cohen George, a six ten center, one of the top young bigs in the state. Glendale has one of the top sophomores in the state and one of the top scoring guards in the state. Amari Uh he's he's going to be tracking towards some, uh, you know, if he stays healthy for four years, he's going to uh, be pop, knocking the door on some records. The six two guard can really get buckets from anywhere on the court. Sparta has big Jacob Lafferty, a four year starter. He just grabbed this one. Th- rebound this week. Big Jake and a big-time dunker. Of course, he's over 2,000 points, I believe. And he led them, Sparta to the semifinals and led them to a great season last year. Greenwood has a young man named Colin Clark, a 6'7 junior, who's an excellent player. He had a big 30-point night against a good Plattsburgh team and Isaiah Howard in the Bill Row Queen City Classic last week at Greenwood High School. And Stratford has a talented young guard named Cody Voicey, a six-foot junior Guard as well. The big matchup I like, uh, team more so individuals than teams, it's Marshfield against Glendale. Glendale's the three seed, but two uh, Division I prospects in this game, Bear watching. Now, I've already talked about Amari Witham of uh, Glendale, but Marshfield has one who's already committed to a Division I school Tegan Curley, a six foot seven forward who's committed to Corey Gibson's Austin P. State University squad just as a junior 6'7 forward who can score from three, score inside, a very versatile player with a lot of talent. well, Coming back down Highway 44, we're going to go to Rolla for the U.S. Bank Boys Holiday Tournament. That's on the 27th through the 29th, of course, in Springfield. Let me tell you, the 29th is the championship game at 530 for the Blue Division, 7 o'clock for the Gold Division. Okay, now we're going to go back to Rolla as well. And that tournament, the 27th through the 29th, the championship game will be Thursday, the 29th at 6 p.m. at Rolla High School. Of course, the Rolla Bulldogs, the host school, are the uh, top. Seeds. They're led by the super sophomore Ethan Brown, as well. Uh, Mexico, a team uh, from Mid Missouri, which should have some uh, something to say about that with DJ Long, that's outstanding senior guard as well. Also in the tournament, that's Hazelwood West, Barnesburg, Waynesville, and uh, Rush Academy. And a kind of uh, my first round intriguing first round game will be Hillcrest out of Springfield taking on Rush, which is a homeschool. out of, the, uh, out of the southwest Missouri area. They got a nice 6'6", 6 uh, senior named Joseph Graves, who recently scored two thousand his 2,000 point, and a nice guard named Garrett Rudy, and they'll be taking on a uh, Hillcrest High School as well with uh, Tanner Hicks, an excellent uh, guard as well, uh, AK Statham, uh, Ballantyne, as well as another an athletic 6'2 guard as well, so that should be a pretty good first round match as well. Warrensburg also in this tournament, very good team as we talked about in our last show. We're going to head to Mid-Missouri now and the Joe Macon's Great Eight Classic. And this is a unique tournament because it's it's held at Jefferson City High School. And it's usually four teams from the Mid-Missouri area taking on along with four teams from uh, other states. And this is the same type of tournament. So 27th, 28th, and 29th. And the championship will be the Friday the 29th at 7 p.m. And the four matchups will be Capital City from Jefferson City against Rogers, Arkansas, coached by former Mizzou and player standout in Charleston High Great, Lamont Frazier. Then it'll be Jefferson City, Helias, taking on Evangel, Kentucky. It'll be Jefferson City, taking on Innsworth, Tennessee, and Fatima, taking on Lucerne, Tennessee. So those are all, there's no, really no fir- intriguing first-round matchups because they're all intriguing to me because it's four teams from mid-Missouri against teams from outside of the state of Missouri, four good teams as well. Of course, that championship game, the 29th at 7 p.m., that should be a good tournament as well. The Macon's Great Eight Classic. Going to move to St. Charles area, Missouri, O'Fallon to be exact, and we're going to talk about the Chick-fil-A tournament, which is held at St. Dominic High School, a good tournament man on a team that's always there coming from the Southeast is the Sykeston Bulldogs, the class number one, one class five team in the state. And it's a very talented team as well, led by Dontrez Williams, PJ Farmer, Tristan Wiggins, just a, a loaded team, a lot of depth, a lot of size and uh they get up and down the court as well. And of course the number 2 seed is the defending state the defending t- champions is the St. Dominic Crusaders. Kevin Roberts has another very good team as well looking to make some things happen in their own tournament. Of course the number 3 seed will be Timberland. The 4 seed is Lutheran St. Charles. 5 St. Charles West. 6 is uh, Holt out of Winsville championship game on the 29th at 5.30 p.m. Of course, the my intriguing first-round matchup in this one is district rivals, proud of the Wentzville district, it's Holt versus Timberland. They're playing on Tuesday at 11.30 a.m., and that should be a good one. They already met once already, Timberland winning by six. Timberland has a nice of players. Uh, Jacob Adlott, Uh he's the son of a uh, former Troy High, Buchanan High, great Rusty Adlot, who I coached for a year at Lindenwood University. Jacob's a 6'2 guard, junior averaging about 18 points a game. Really gets in the paint. He's hard to get out of the paint, and he shoots a little from three a little bit, like his old man Rusty. But Jacob can really uh, shake and bake and get in that paint area. Uh, and they got a young man named Mason Carroll as well, a 6'6 forward a junior, who's really coming in To his own. Now, Holt has another, has an outstanding guard on his own, Will Sullanis. He's a 5'10 guard uh, who's averaging about 22 points a game. I call him a little baby. Jalen Brunson. He's left-handed, kind of got that smooth stroke, kind of moves at his own pace, and uh, he can put that ball in the basket. And of course, they got a man inside or outside named Justin Hayes, a 6'5", kind of a wing forward, but can play inside as well, who kind of does an excellent job. He's a three-year starter as well. So of course, this district bragging rights and a chance to move on in the tournament as well. So looking forward to that game as well. And of course, Francis Howell Central, the 7th seed, they got a young man I like as well, Ashton Matthews—he's a five-nine point guard who's really got a lot of speed and quickness, and uh, he's kind of a leader on a team that's got some very promising young players. A lot of good sophomores on that Francis Howell Central team as well. And then St. Charles West, of course, has the freshman Carson Gerderman, a uh, coach of my buddy Kyle Gerderman at Lindenwood. So some good point guard play also in this tournament at St. Charles West. I'm gonna go back the. Springfield area, which we're going for a little further southwest, the Walnut Grove Tournament, and it's a 16-team tournament and, of course, the championship game. It will be. It started on the 22nd, but the championship game will be on the 29th at 7.30. And let me give you the, the top seeds in this. It'll be El Dorado Springs, the one seed. Lamar, the two seed. They play basketball at Lamar, too. Of course, you know them for their great football program. Seymour is the three seed. Marionville is your four seed. Niangua is the five seed. Morrisville is your number six seed as well. So that's a kind of a look at the Walnut Grove Tournament. They also have a big girls tournament, which I'll be talking to about in a few minutes as well. Moving to the Southeast here, we got the Southeast Missourian Christmas Tournament. So this is, and this tournament's being held at Southeast Missouri State at the Show Me Center. This is always a unique tournament because you got the big schools in Southeast and the small schools of Southeast always meeting up. And sometimes the big schools kind of get after them a little bit and usually dominate the games. But there are times when those small schools maybe one- and 2 A schools, they'll jump up and beat a big school, and it, it gets pretty excited, so you some good potential matchups. But uh, the top seeds in here, Cape Girardeau Central is the one seed. Jackson is the two seed. Charleston is the three seed. Cape Notre Dame is the four seed. Woodland, the team that scores a lot of points, as we talked about earlier in the show, is the five seed. Benton Kelly, a team which has won a tournament this year, as has Woodland. And Oak Ridge is the seventh seed. I think a good matchup in the first round, a couple of small schools, Oran and Scott City, will meet up in the first round as well. But as I said, that's a good tournament because the, the little schools get a chance to take a shot at some of those big schools as well. And every now and then they knock it off and it brings a lot of excitement to the boot heel. Next, back in St. Louis, it's the Coaches versus Cancer Holiday Tournament and it'll be played at Maryville University this year. And the number one seed are the Vianney Golden Griffins and Luke Walsh. Eddie Schmich and uh, good uh, good team as well undefeated. Columbia Hickman comes back from the Mid Missouri Webster Groves, coming off its big win over Mount Carmel Chicago in the Ramey shootout. Is the three seed. The Smet is the four seed. The young team. They had a big buzzer beating win at Rock Bridge. Riley Massey uh, did the honors. Limburg, led by 6'10", and Clint Sunderland is the five-seed. And Wentzville Liberty, who just won the Lutheran St. Charles Tournament, a debuts in this tournament, I believe. Good team, Class 6. Uh, this tournament could be a free-for-all as well. Last year, Lafayette High School won the tournament as the 13th seed. That's how deep this tournament, that's how competitive this tournament can be. A couple of first-round matchups of intrigue. In the 8-9 game, Eureka and its outstanding point guard Mason Dunlap takes on Fort Zumwalt South, always a good program out of the – GAC, Cameron Brown, a junior guard, doing a nice job this year. And of course, Wentzville Liberty, as I talked about, taking on Westminster Christian. They're the 11th seed, coached by Dale Ribble, led by JD Robertson, of course, his dad, the former McDonald's All American, Ryan Robertson, out of uh, St. Charles West. He's their leading player. Going to Kansas City now, and we're going to talk about the William Jewell Holiday Classic. Of course, this is at the Liberty at William Jewell University, and it's three divisions the Patterson division where we'll start and the top team, they're not seated, but it's Oak Park and they'll be taking on Lincoln College Prep, Lee's Summit against Kansas City Central, team good matchup there, Blue Springs South against Center and Park Hill South against Liberty North. Oak Hill Park has established himself as one of the best teams in Class 6. Kansas City Central has done an excellent job this year in the city. Uh, Tim Wooden Jr. is an excellent guard. They'll play against a good Lee Summit team with a lot of size. Um, Center has just won the Mr. the Missouri Valley River Missouri River Valley Conference Division Championship last week, and they'll take on Blue Spring South, a, a good t- matchup as well. But the, the intriguing matchup first round: Lee Summit against Kansas City Central. Looking forward to getting to this tournament. The championships will be on the 30th of this division at 9 p.m. on the 30th. The Nelson Division of the William Jewell Classic: This uh, eight more teams, and it, it will be Staley against Van Horn. Winnetonka undefeated against Fort Osage, Rockhurst against Belton, and Park Hill against Blue Springs. The championship game of this will be 4 p.m. on the 30th of December. The intriguing first-round matchup will be Winnetonka against Fort Osage. When well, the talk is undefeated. They had a great season last year and looking to put together another strong season led by Kai Coleman, a senior guard. Antonio Fallon one of the top sophomores, and Ryan Barnhart, who can really shoot that basketball. Fort Osage is led by Isaac Woodyard, a five six six, six five forward, and Cruz Navarro, a senior guard who can get buckets as well the final of three of three uh, divisions at William Jewell, the Holly division, and it will feature North Kansas city against Kansas city, East Christian grain Valley against three more peculiar Liberty against Kearney, And Battle against Pembroke Hill, the championship game will be December the 30th. This is at 7.30 p.m. I think the for me, the the intriguing first round matchup is Battle coming from Columbia, taking on Pembroke Hill out of Kansas City. Battle is a team that's got a lot of talent led by Tate McCubbin. Excellent guard, 6'6", 6'7", wing forward as well. They just won the Troy Tournament. Pembroke Hill is a team that got to the Final Four last year. They're led by Mav Hawkins, a 6'3", sophomore, and Max Sprott, a 6'3", senior. Also, Ray Peck and uh, uh, Grain Valley, uh, that's two good guards in this game. Eli Herbert, one of the top sophomore guards in the state, 6'3 guard, and Austin Germain out of Ray Peck. He's the opposite number. Herbert, of course, for Grain Valley. Austin Germain, averaging 16. A good guard coming off an ACL injury, playing some good basketball for his dad to coach as well. Uh, moving to the Parkland area, it's the Bob Seacrest Jr. Christmas Class Tournament at Park Hill Central. And it's the host. Park Hill Central is the one seed, the two seed is uh, a three seed will be Farmington. South Iron, a class one state power is the four two seed, then followed by Farmington, Hillsboro, Potosi the five seed, and Festus the six seed. It's gonna be as hard to knock off Parkway Central in this one. They've uh, they've won it last year. And of course, got to the final four, state championship game. They are led by Joby Bryant, who scored his 2,000th point as well as his 500th assist. And in the same game, Kate uh, and Casey, his backcourt mate, got his 1,000th career point as well. So that's going to be a tough to for those teams to knock off a strong Park Hill Central team on their home court. But I'm going to give it a try. That's why we play the games. The game for championship game is Saturday, the 30th, at 7:30 p.m. Jefferson and Steelville, two very solid teams. That's my first-round matchup, intriguing first-round matchup to look at. That game is an 8-9 matchup. And in the Northwest, Bishop LeBlanc hosts its Christmas tournament. It's eight teams. They go boys and girls. We'll give you the boys here. But the highlight for me of this, and only when I watch the games online, is, of course, the man on the PA. His name is Greg Castor. Of course, he's a legendary former baseball coach at LeBlanc High School. But when he's not doing that, he's giving great – uh, P.A. announcing. I mean, he's descriptive, he's excited, exciting, and it's fun to watch and listen to him uh, do his thing. I can see I'm a great caster, Stan, when he's on that microphone. Bishop LeBlanc, Lawson in the first round matchups, Plattsburgh, North Andrew, West Platte, and Nottaway Valley, and Savannah and Pleasant Hill. The Probably the highlight player, of course, is Isaiah Uh, Howard of Plattsburgh LeBlanc always has a fine team West Platte can't be overlooked as well one more tournament to look at before we go to the girls, the Bloomfield Tournament, we're back in southeast Missouri, and this is an excellent tournament, uh, uh, mostly small schools in the Seymour area, and it is a free-for-all this year. Just for an example, South Pemiscot is the 11th seed in this tournament. Well, just earlier this week, they knocked off Risco, who was just coming off beating Malden and Portageville to win the uh, Clarkton tournament, and South Pemiscot is who they'll play against Van Buren, a pretty good team, in the fr- as a sixth seed. And uh, that just kind of lets you know how deep this and how exciting how exciting and how wide open this tournament is going to be. And that's my obviously my first uh intriguing first-round match of South Pemnacock against Van Buren. Going through the seeds right quick, it's Puxico, number one. They've won the Bernie tournament. Each prairie is the two-seed. They won the Gideon tournament. They defeated our three-seed in that championship game, Kennett. Malden, as uh, very talented, dangerous as always. Dexter at five. Van Buren at 6, and Portageville, a finalist in the Clarkton Tournament at 7. And finally, the Doug Lohr Holiday Classic at Wablo High School. That's the 28th through the 30th. The top seeds, Wablo, an outstanding Class Two team. Excellent team, led by Gage Thompson. Crocker at 2, Dadeville at 3. And Osceola will be the four seed. So that's a look at what's going on with the boys' tournaments around the state. Now we're going to take a look at the girls, and it starts with the big one, of course, the visitation Christmas tournament, and uh, <clears throat> it got started. yesterday. it got started yesterday, but it re- resumes on uh, the day after Christmas, the 26th, and then goes to the 28th, where the championship game will be at uh, 8 p.m. on the 28th. Who's who of girls' high school basketball, particularly in St. Louis? Number one seed, of course, Incarnate Word Academy. Their winning streak is, I believe, like 104 games. Of course, they won this tournament last year. But a lot of challengers. Number two, John Burroughs, a 5A championship contender. Number three, Cardinal Ritter, a 5A championship contender. Number four, Lift for Life, uh, a 4A contender. Five, Columbia Hickman making their debut in the tournament as well from Mid Missouri. Number six, Pattonville. Uh, number seven, Coryezu. Number eight, Cape Notre Dame, which, and the first girls poll in class four, they were number one in class four. They're coming as an eight seed. Number nine, Ursuline, and number 10, Eureka, which got to the semifinals last year as well. Those are the top 10 seeds. That's why I went 10 deep, because all 10 of these teams are, are strong. The two very intriguing first round games. Of course, the eight nine game will be Ursuline versus Cape Notre Dame. Cape Notre Dame, of course, is the top team in the Southeast Missouri region. They were in the Final Four in Class Five last year, and they have the two real, three real good sophomores, the Ruble twins, Kate and Bree, and of course, six two Nevea Lucius. And they get to play an Ursuline team that's only lost one game, I believe, it was to Live for Life in the Orchard Farm tournament. But they defeated a good St. Joe's teams by twenty already this year, and they're led by six foot. Evelyn Shane uh, a Ford, who's got one of the best motors In the state of Missouri She's a very good player And of course Brooklyn Williams The five-two point guard Who can just uh, quick and really runs the show as well So that's a very good first round matchup In your 8-9 game And in your 7-10 game You're looking at Corriezu Academy At 7 they're undefeated And of course they got a couple of really good players Lauren Ortworth who's a 6 foot sophomore Who's a double-double And Paige Dolrenry is averaging 16 points a game And they get Eureka Who's kind of used to being a double-digit seed? They don't mind this lower seed because they can jump up and knock off people like they did last year in getting to the semifinals. They got a real good player, of course, Bailey Boulay, who's their top player, six foot forward who could shoot. She's headed to Maryville to play lacrosse, and uh, uh, they just got a good uh, uh, Maya Kunio is a good player. Marley Allen is a very good player as well. So watch out for Eureka always. Their record's about well, five hundred, but they've played a very tough schedule. And of course, like you say, the 28th is that uh, championship game as well. Another tournament right here in St. Louis, this is uh, the inaugural Midwest Invitational Tournament. It'll be at two sites. It'll be at Principia School and St. Joseph's Academy. It'll be on the 28th through the 30th. And uh, it's got, got a high-powered one seed. Columbia Rock Bridge is coming down, and they'll be the, the top seed, of course, led by Jada Porter and Marie Miller and Ellie Porter. Very good team as well, one of the best in the state, of a 6A championship contender. The number two seed, of course, is St. Joe's, one of the host schools. Beaver Dam is the three seed. And Principia, the four seed, led by freshman phenom Deja Scott, who leads the St. Louis metro area in scoring and Rebounding a six foot two girl, young lady who could do it all score, pass, dribble, just does it all. Ooh, la la la. When you watch her play in my Tina Marie voice, <laughs> good player as well. They'll play my intriguing first round matchup, uh, Belleville Altov. They're a good team out of about 75 out of the Metro East. Emily Travnasek is a 6'3", 6'4", post player who leads them in scoring and rebounding. So that's a pretty good matchup. And Parkway South is the sixth seed led by Ava McCullough, 6'2", uh, junior forward, having a good season already. Continuing with the girls, of course, the Don Maurer Invitational is already underway at MICDS. The top seeds are Fort Zumwalt West, Marquette, Clayton and Collinsville coming over from the Metro East Illinois side. Uh, a very competitive tournament. Anybody, I think, got a chance to win this. A couple of uh, intriguing first-round matchups. I have Clayton versus Ledoux. Of course, they're big rival schools, uh, so that's always a pretty good uh, matchup jasmine burks is a leader for Clayton. Uh Maya Man, good player for Ledoux. And then a the host MICDS as well taking on Marquette. That should be a, a pretty good matchup as well. Sydney Bodies really coming into her own for Marquette a 6'2 Jr. as well. And uh CeCe Harris, nice point guard for MICDS and Genesis Starks, a good wing player as well. So that's a look at the MICDS tournament. Their championship game is the 29th at 6 p.m. preceding the boys' championship game. Another high-power tournament, we're going to go to the Midwest, part Mid-Missouri, and it's the Jefferson Banks, a holiday classic, and it's at Jefferson, not Jefferson Jefferson City, but Capital City High School. It goes Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The championship is on the 29th on Friday. Uh, Four good matchups in the first game. Capital City against St. Joe Benton. Benton, of course, is a two-time Class 4 state finalist and just had a big win over battle this past uh, week. Jefferson City, Helias against Staley in its first round game. First round uh, one of the top teams in Class 5, Halias, against one of the top teams in Class 6, Daily, Jefferson City against Lincoln Prep out of Kansas City. And Fatima, a real good program, taking on battle. Uh, that that should be a lot of fun. All four of those games are going to be good. There's, I mean, the, there's really no intrigue, and they're all intriguing, especially Halias, Daly. That's top of the line. And, of course, Fatima battle, those are the two I have down. So I'm looking forward to possibly getting down there. I'll let you know if I'm going there in a little bit. Walnut Grove High School has a good 16-team girls' small school tournament as well. And the top seeds for that, of course, it's it's already underway. They'll have already played two rounds. And uh, after Christmas, they'll go on the semifinals on the 26th and the championship game on the 28th at 7.30. Top seeds are Miller, number one, Marionville, number two, Host Walnut Grove, three, Fordland, five, And Blue Eye, six, Morrisville, uh, Blue Eyes, five, Morrisville is the sixth seed as well. Staying in the Southwest area, of course, the big, another couple heavyweight tournaments to look at. The first is the, the Pink and White Lady Classic. And this is at Drury University. This is 32 teams, two different divisions, much like the blue and gold on the boys' side. The pink division is an excellent tournament. Uh, it features Fort Scott Northside out of Arkansas as the one. Springfield Kickapoo as the two. Fairgrove, Class 3 state champions from last year as a three. West Plains, Class 5, a final four team for three years running as four. El Dorado Springs, state champions in Class 3 and 22 runner-ups last year. They're the five seed. Logan Rogersville is the number six seed as well. A lot of good Ozark sevens, very solid team. Branson is the eighth seed. Uh, good Ozark Buffalo. Uh, that's probably my intriguing first round matchup of that tournament as well. Of course, the championship is on the thirtieth of December. That's Saturday at four p.m. Of course, that's at Drury University. That's the Pink and White Lady uh, Classic, Pink Division. Then you have the Pink and White White Division. That's sixteen more teams, and of course, at the same location. And the five top five seeds, Greenwood, Arkansas. Nixa is number two seed. Marshfield, very good team, is the three seed. But Public and Glendale is the five seed. Uh, Championship will be six o'clock on the 30th in this particular tournament. And my most intriguing uh, first round matchup, I really like this matchup. It's Chadwick versus Clever. Uh, Chadwick is a team that played for this Class One state championship last year. They're led by Kerrigan Guerin, uh, an excellent player. And Clever is a very good team. Two really good guards, one point guard named Ireland Jones. They pick up the pace as well. That's a very good 8 9 first round matchup at the Pink and White Lady Classic. Back down Highway 44, it's the Ralla uh, Oral Surgery Rolla Girls Holiday Tournament. That's the 27th through the 29th championship game at 4.30 on set, on the 29th Friday night. The top pro uh, programs, they're not seated, but Ralla is the probably the top headline team as well, uh, you're looking at Grain Valley, a team that just won the Winnetonka tournament. Jonesboro comes in from Arkansas and Waynesville and Southern Boone. Uh, Waynesville has probably the top player in the senior class, Bree Hurd, headed to University of Virginia, 6'2", do-it-all forward, who's just been fantastic. she gave give you 28 points. she gave give you 12 rebounds. She brings up the ball, blocks shots, sets up her teammates, kind of does a little bit of everything, just a very talented uh, young lady. And Southern Boone has a young lady named Chloe Bukowski, a, uh, a five-seven guard who helped lead Southern Boone to the Final Four last year. She just had a record-setting seven three-pointers earlier this week in a victory as well. And, of course, we've talked a lot about the Rolla uh, Lady Bulldogs and all the talent that they bring, led by senior Willow Gideon and Risa Martin, who Risa just scored her 1,000th point in her career. Grain Valley and Waynesville, of course, is my intriguing first-round matchup of this particular tournament. Moving on, we we'll see what we got here. We got the St. Dominic Christmas tournament, the Chick-fil-A of course at St. Dominic, and it's got a powerhouse program at the top. It's Lutheran St. Charles is the one seed and uh, they will be followed by Francis House Central. Timberland and Hannibal, uh, Lutheran St. Charles, of course, is the Class Five state champions from last year. They look every bit the part of a team that wants to repeat and has a chance to, led by Jordan Spicer, who's averaging, who's could put up thirty or 40 at a moment's notice. Great shooting range and at 6'2", really leading the team. And then they got Kennedy Stowers and Kyrie Franklin, a very good sophomore duo and Chloe Reed, a six-foot junior guard. And they've got good depth behind them, good some very talented freshmen. So Lutheran St. Charles looking very strong. My first-round intriguing matchup is Hannibal against St. Dominic. Two good players and are two good teams. Uh, Hannibal, a really good player. I really like watching Mariah Mason field she's a five seven uh, junior a uh, senior guard really has that nice easygoing game low you to sleeve, hit the three step back get to the basket doesn't look like she's moving fast as she's moving right by you for a layup fun to watch as well so that's the saint dominic tournament is going on a few more tournaments to get to the first state classic bank uh Version at West County and Kingston High School, and the top four seeds in this are Hillsboro one, Cuba two, Jefferson three, and St Genevieve Valley Catholic four. Perryville is the fifth seed. They got some nice freshmen on that team. Emily Aaron Ramblerger, I believe that's her name. Very good player I've seen in the camps. Championship is Saturday at two thirty, at West County. We're going to stay in the Parkland area and give you the Lady Rebel Classic at Park Hill Central Christmas tournament. It's the 26th through the 30th. Championship is on the 30th, Saturday at 6 p.m. Eight teams, and Park Hill Central is the top seed. Fredericktown is the two seed. South Iron Three, Arcadia Valley is the four seed. So that's a look at what's going on with all the Christmas tournaments, a preview. Around the area. Now I'm going to give you the Earl Time podcast slash prep poops Christmas tour. This is my tentative schedule. Where will Earl be this week? Now, like I say, it's tentative because, you know, it could change. I might get tired and want to sleep. Um, it's an ambitious schedule. I'm trying to get the six, diff- seven different tournaments in this week. I've cheated once because by the time you've heard this, I've already been to MICDS. That's my, that would have been my first stop already. Now, I plan on going on the 20, Tuesday, the 26th, to the Walnut Grove. It'll be the girls' tournament and semi-final night on the 26th. I'll be back home in St. Louis on the 27th for the Visitation Christmas Tournament. It'll be semi-final night, and it's a lot of good consolation games on that. Get a good night's sleep, and I'll be headed to Mid-Missouri to see the Jefferson uh, Jefferson Banks uh, Holiday Classic to see the girls. Four games there, and then possibly I may slip by Joe Bacon's Great Eight, but I'll be in Jefferson City on the 28th. Get another good night's sleep, and then head to Kansas City on the 29th for the William Jewell uh, Classic as well, Holiday Tournament in Liberty. And then I'll be back on St. Louis on Saturday, the 30th, for the Coaches versus Cancer, the final day of that tournament. And to close things down, I'm going to do a little college ball. On New Year's Eve, I'll be bringing in a new year with the Linda Wood Lions, doing a little ESPN Plus with my Hall of Fame uh, partner, Bob Ramsey. We'll be doing it uh, for ESPN Plus. We'll be playing USI Southern Indiana in uh, Ohio Valley conference game as well so let's look at what's going on around the state of missouri of course uh merry christmas to everybody hope you enjoy the holidays enjoy your families and of course enjoy plenty of high school basketball enjoy the the games i'm gonna enjoy the hospitality rooms i'm not gonna go too crazy this year i'm trying to watch myself but uh it's going to be tempting. The, the, the people do such a great job with these rooms. They go all out and look forward to taking a look. Because I'll be giving ratings. Maybe on my next show, I'll give you my hospitality room ratings as well. People really love those ratings. Even more so than the games sometimes. Or oh, when you're coming out with the, rating, the rankings. And so we'll see all about that as well. Finally, I'd like to thank once again my talented nephew, Richard Austin Jr., of course, who produces the show. And, of course, put there a great logo for the, the Earl Time podcast as well. So once again, everybody, we'll look forward to episode number eight. Merry Christmas, everybody, and we'll see you soon.